Hey, I'm Jeff Sanders, and this is the 5 a.m. Miracle, episode number 507. The top seven productivity strategies to complete before 7 a.m. Good morning, and welcome back to the 5 a.m. Miracle. I am Jeff Sanders, and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My goal, as always, is to help you bounce out of bed with enthusiasm, create powerful, lifelong habits, and tackle your grandest goals with extraordinary energy. In the episode this week, I'll break down why the 5A Miracle does not recommend filling your morning with a huge list of healthy habits or endless optimizations. We'll also discuss exactly which habits make the most of your mornings and my new and updated list of productivity strategies that I'm using right now to get the most out of my mornings. Let's dig in. There's really no reason to wake up early unless there's a really good reason to wake up early. As much as I love my 5 a.m. wake-up calls, most people, myself included, really actually don't love 5 a.m. So why 5 a.m.? What has changed to allow early mornings, at least in my life, to become a source of inspiration and positivity and productivity and a thing I look forward to? Well, the answer is as simple as it gets. I have found activities that I love and that provide real, tangible benefits in my life. That's it. It's not some big secret. The 5 a.m. miracle is not something you're born with. It's not something you fall into on accident in most cases. What it truly is, is an intentional decision to focus on things that you love to do. That's it. So in the episode this week, I want to share my personal top seven, both productivity and health-related strategies that I tend to focus on on most mornings. Uh, Yes, you could get these things done before 7 a.m. if you want to, but that's not really the point. Uh, Once again, the point of all of this is intentionality to make the most out of your life, the most out of your day, and especially the most out of these few precious morning hours to start your day off with a bang to begin your day with a miraculous experience, if that's possible to achieve. So before we get to these seven strategies, I want to back up just a bit and talk about what the 5A miracle is not, or really how the 5A miracle compares to other early morning routines and programs you may find uh, out in the world in books and podcasts and programs. Uh, There's a lot out there. Because there's a lot of people who do love the morning and they want to make the most of it. And so, of course, there are a lot of perspectives on how to do it well. And the perspective that I have taken for the last 10 years on this show has always been to achieve this miraculous experience. And when I define a miracle here, what I'm talking about is experiencing something that you otherwise would not experience. That you're going to get value from the morning that otherwise you would not be able to achieve in the rest of your day. In most cases, the intentionality piece to prioritize the morning in a very specific and precious way extracts value that otherwise would never be extracted. So having said that, what the 5A miracle is not is an endless list of to-dos. I have in the past, and I'll use myself as a good example here, When I first got excited about early mornings back in my mid to late 20s, 
I decided to pursue healthy habits hardcore. Like I went on a deep dive into not just changing my diet to become a vegan and go plant-based and really explore uh, the dietary changes there, which included lots of things like juicing and smoothies and, and big salads and raw veganism. And I went on the deep end of this stuff and got a lot of value from those experiments. But really, what I found myself doing was filling my day with an endless list of what I'll call, in quotes, healthy habits. So I was trying everything. I was doing meditation and yoga and juicing things and making smoothies and going for long runs in the park and coming back and doing lots of yoga and reading 30 minutes in my book or maybe an hour and a half. It was this, if you Google, like, how do you get the most out of your morning? You're going to find a lot out there, including things from this podcast. But the problem right away is overwhelm. Right away, it's going to be this endless, exhaustive, overly comprehensive, just ridiculous amount of things to try and do. And there are programs out there. I'm not going to name them, but there are programs out there that recommend very specific morning routines that happen in most cases in a very specific order. And from my perspective, they are kind of complicated. They take a lot of time. They are overly like trying too hard to make the most of your morning. And from what I've experienced from that time in my mid to late 20s, when I was doing that, I was trying all of these habits. Well, on the one hand, you do actually get a ton of value from that. You get a ton of benefits when you do a lot. But, you know, shocker here, most of us don't have that much time. And when I was choosing to spend my time in all of those habits, I was taking away time from other priorities in my life. Um, at that stage, I was had just started as an entrepreneur full time. And so technically, my time was my own and I could do basically whatever I wanted. This is a time in my life when I had no kids and no full time job to go to. It was basically just me running my online business. And so my time was my own. And from that level of freedom, I chose to explore a ton of stuff. Now, a lot of the the value I extracted from that turned into amazing lessons that I shared here on this podcast. But a lot of it was a huge waste of time. And I hate saying that because healthy habits are great, right? They make you healthy. They're fun. They are fulfilling. There's value to be extracted. It, it's good, right? But there is a limit. We can't spend all day in these things. And my lifestyle today is very different. Now that I have two kids and a house and a busier business and more things going on, like I don't have that kind of time anymore. I haven't had that kind of time for years. And so my mornings don't look like that anymore. I don't spend six hours on a morning routine, right? You're well past the morning at that point. But you could do this. People do it. I know because I used to be one of those people. So... Once again, if we compare what the 5A miracle is to other morning programs, I don't want this uh, philosophy, this perspective on mornings to ever get confused with the other programs that I view as just too much. They're trying to do too much. And when that happens, you generally find yourself in this really just, I don't know, I won't say stressed out perspective from it, but there is this sense of, well, I didn't do the program in the way it was described, and I get, didn't have time for all of it. And then you might feel like you're a failure. You might feel like you didn't get what you were supposed to get because you messed up, which is not the case, right? That's not what this is about. It's not about making mistakes or failing. What this is about is asking, if I could have a better day, what would that look like? 
if I had time for one thing I love to do, what would that look like? Life is messy, right? And so from that perspective, simplicity wins. Always. Whenever you're in doubt about overwhelm or trying to do a lot, just don't. (laughs) Just don't. Bring it back to the simplicity and the beauty of simplicity by really addressing the core issue of what you're trying to get at. And when I say core issue, let's go back to why the 5 a.m. miracle started to begin with. My very first 5 a.m. wake-up call was to address one specific thing, which was I wanted time in my day to train for a marathon. And so my only goal was to wake up early and go for a run. That's it. I wasn't trying to solve the world's problems at 5 to 6 a.m. in the morning. I just wanted to go for a short run. And I achieved that. And I fell in love with early mornings because of that. And that's what I've carried with me for all these years is that simplicity of saying, what if I could wake up on purpose and do something that mattered and carry that momentum into the rest of my day? If you think that your best morning includes 12 activities in a row that are all 10 minutes long and you stack them all together, I mean, that's awesome. If you're going to get a lot of value from that, that's fantastic. But I know from my, at least from my own perspective, that going deep into one thing has always proven to become more beneficial for me than going shallow in lots of little areas. So simple example, if you say I'm going to read for 15 minutes and then do yoga for 10 minutes and then meditate for 10 minutes and then I'm going to go run for 10 minutes, like all of a sudden you're just in this like real, just like hit the box, do the next thing, click, 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 here we go. And I just, I, I live like that a lot. I work like that a lot. And I know from my best days, if I ask myself, what's a great day look like? My best days are simple. My best days include very few things, but I went deep on those few things. I had a really good experience, a longer focus block of time, a lot more value from one thing. And so if your mornings feel stressful, de-stress them. If your mornings are too busy, bring it down a notch or two, right? If life is messy for you, let's make it less messy and let's focus on simplicity. Not to mention the fact that if you are confused or overwhelmed in this process, you're going to quit. That is the absolute, <laughs> I guess that's the guarantee, is that when we get overwhelmed with anything, we do nothing, right? It's kind of the all or nothing mentality. If I can't do the whole program, I'm just going to quit altogether. And of course, that's not the intention, right? There's no, really, there's no program here. The 5A Miracle is not a specific set of things you have to do. They're just ideas. They're just ways to approach your life. So it's extremely customizable, extremely open-ended, which is why I think it can work so well because you can make that adjustment in your life today. You can get this value today, wherever you live, whatever you do, there is value that you can get from an intentional morning routine and the simplicity around identifying the one thing you want to accomplish. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel. 
the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, so in a nutshell, the 5 a.m. miracle is not a complicated list of endless activities. It is simplicity. It is intentionality. It is your best morning on purpose. That's it. From that perspective, let's discuss now kind of the most effective core ways to view how to choose your one thing. And the way that I tend to look at this is in a few key areas. The first is that you are going to choose a morning activity, a morning focus, a morning miracle. That's something you're actually going to do. I know that sounds so obvious. Like, why would you attempt to do something you're not going to do? But I can begin to explain to you how common this problem is, right? We have big ideas. We have big dreams and visions and uh, ideal plans on paper of here's what tomorrow morning is going to look like, dot, dot, dot. But it never happened. And it didn't happen because the execution wasn't there. And then you have to back it up and ask, well, why? What took place or what didn't take place that caused this, uh, I'm not going to call it a failure, but caused this misstep to not execute on the idea you had? And oftentimes, the biggest core problem is you don't actually care about the thing you chose. And that sounds so weird, but I can't tell you how many times people have emailed me and said, Jeff, I want to do what you're doing. I want to do your morning routine. I want to go for a trail run at 5 a.m. And I'm like, why? Why do you care about a trail run? I care about it because I love it. But if you don't love it, don't do it. If it's not your best morning, don't do that, right? Choose something you care about. And when that happens, when you've chosen an activity that is deeply, personally meaningful to you, you've got so many reasons to go do it, so much emotion tied to it, that now 5 a.m. sounds like an opportunity and not a penalty, it sounds like something cool you get to experience and not some punishment that someone's trying to bestow upon you, right? Like, I'm not here to cause you to feel this sense of like, oh, this is hard, right? Like, I'm not, that's never the goal. It's not about difficulty, right? It's about opportunity to experience things you love. And that's a total shift in, in your mindset towards all of this if you're not already there. If it feels like a to-do you're doing it wrong. Like, I don't like using the phrase wrong here, but like, if you view this as a list of must-dos, shift that around. Shift it to, this is what I'm excited and I get to do, and oh my gosh, here we go. All of a sudden, you've just changed the game. So this first component here, you get to focus on something you're actually going to complete, and you're going to complete it because you are in love with it. Second core way to guarantee the most out of your mornings and choose the right activity is I would view this as the priority angle. So you want to choose something that's going to have a big impact. 
So yes, you love the activity. Yes, you're going to choose it on purpose. But I would hope that activity would also have a tremendous impact on some goal you're working towards, whether it is your personal health and fitness, a business idea, a personal project. You want to tie it to something that is impactful. Let me break that down a little bit here. You could choose a morning activity that is mild in nature, right? Like if you just read for a few minutes a day, the the book that you choose or the material you choose to read might not be that fantastic. It might just be fine, but the goal is a bigger impact. And if you want to get the most out of your time, especially if you're busy, you want to choose great books. You want to choose a tremendously impactful activity that you love and that's going to potentially shift your life to pivot you in a new and amazing direction. Now, this is a little bit uh, subjective and a little bit difficult to nail down at first, but there are activities you can choose that you know are fine, but not great. You know that they're good, but they lack that luster of big and powerful and impactful. And so if you can, you want to choose a morning that's going to, the tagline of this show, to help you dominate your day before breakfast. If you're on board with that concept, if that sounds appealing, then lean in that direction to choose activities that have a big punch. So once again, that example of trail running, I choose that activity in part because I love it, but also in part because trail running is tremendously challenging on the body. It really forces you to be aware of your surroundings and to move and to jump and have to avoid rocks and roots and hills, and it's intentionally difficult. And I really enjoy it. But because it's difficult, it has a tremendous impact on my health and well-being, both mental health and physical health and other ways as well. So you love the activity and the activity is impactful. The third angle here that I tend to lean towards when you're trying to choose an ideal morning routine is you choose an activity that boosts your energy and confidence for the day. Now, of course, my example here of trail running fits this perfectly because the absolute number one benefit that I get from running the trails is a big old smile on my face. Like it is impossible for me to do a trail run and not feel better afterwards. I have never had a bad trail run. And that's a really, really bizarre thing to say. But every single one has always been beneficial. It's always leaned towards the positive. So... If you can choose an activity that has that kind of a track record, that's going to help you boost your energy, bring up your confidence, bring up your positivity, why not? So as another example outside of running the trails, you could choose a different cardiovascular exercise. You could choose to drink a lot of fresh water. You could listen to very encouraging audio programs like a great podcast or audio book. You could choose something that's going to help you uh, get to that next level of energy, enthusiasm, and confidence so that... This is the whole point. When your day officially begins after this morning miracle, you have found yourself in a better position than you normally are. You could argue the whole point of the 5 a.m. miracle has nothing to do with the morning at all. It has to do with the impact the morning has on the rest of your day. And so if you're going to choose an activity, you want to make sure that activity is not just meaningful by itself but also meaningful in how it impacts the way you then approach going to the office that day or going to be with your family for that that weekend morning. You want to be able to say, I have this great routine and it by itself is great, but also look at the carryover effect. Look at the ripple effect and how I feel and what else I accomplish because of those choices. 
And I find that to be so inspirational because it really ties the intentionality piece of saying, I chose this on purpose because of the impact, and wow, it blew me away. That's also the kind of response that's going to cause you to do it again. Right? The more uh, that you feel that emotional connection to this, the positive emotions towards this routine, the more likely you are to say, let's do that again tomorrow and again the next day and the next after that. Because that's what this is. It's I'm not going to call it an addiction, but it is something that once you've had kind of sunk your teeth into it, you just want to keep going. So now let's actually shift into those top seven productivity and health-related strategies for you to complete before 7 a.m. We just discussed a framework of those kind of top three philosophies. Once again, something that you're in love with. Number two, something that has a big impact. And number three, something that is energizing and provides a confidence boost for the day. Having said that, I have seven specific things you could actually try tomorrow morning if you'd like to. The very first one is one that I think really sets the tone for most people, which is just movement. Movement before anything else. Uh, recently, I began doing this uh, kind of a different shift in my morning routine where instead of driving to the trail, I wake up and just start moving in my neighborhood right away. So I wake up and within 10 minutes, I'm out the door either walking or running. And that simple shift of saying I'm going to move my body very quickly after I wake up, that changes the way your morning is approached. I've used the phrase for years in this podcast that you want to bounce out of bed with enthusiasm. And I've always chosen that phrase on purpose because it stems from this period of my life where that was exactly how I felt every single day. And it was tied to running. It was tied to being physically active. And my muscles were literally twitching at 5 a.m. saying, I want to move. Let's get up and go. And so I would bounce out of bed because my muscles were driving me out of bed to go move. And so if you're not in that position where you feel that sense of, uh, of your body like drawing you up and out, you can actually change your habits to feel that way. You can actually change your body's rhythm to the point where you feel this physical pull, this magnet that draws you out of the bed, whether it's dark outside or it's light outside, doesn't matter. Cold, hot, doesn't matter. You have this pull that drags you out of bed and into your activity but in a really positive way. It bounces you into this activity. So if you haven't tried this before, give this a shot. Do your very best to literally get out of bed and within a few minutes, be moving your body and see how that impacts your life over time. Now, you will have to do this for a while. You're not gonna feel the effect of this in two or three days. This will take a few weeks, maybe even a month of doing this consistently. But once you've done it, oh, it's, it, it sticks around for a long time. That's a really cool feeling. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. 
Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, the second strategy is one I have shared on this podcast for years because I've done it for years and I still do it every day and I love it, which is just simply drinking water before coffee. So I love my coffee. You may love your coffee as well. And if that's true, that's great. But you're going to need hydration first. And I have always focused on hydration and my supplements before I have anything else. And that simple act of having water in my body first is such a refreshing way to begin the day. It's such a powerful way to wake up in a very natural state. It does not induce any sense of anxiety uh, that coffee can produce if you have too much caffeine. It's just this real natural, beautiful way to wake up. And so even if you love your caffeine source, drink water first and see how that impacts you. Uh, And even get to the point of saying, if you're going to have two or three coffees in the morning, have water between each cup. All right, make sure you're hydrating between these caffeine sources. And this could actually lead to you consuming less caffeine throughout the day and feeling just as energized, if not more so. So really the intention here is hydration, not just in the morning, but seeing how that impacts you as the day progresses. You know, I always walk around with this ginormous Nalgene bottle. It's a 32-ounce bottle of water. I have it with me wherever I go because I always want to make sure that I have water with me and I drink that thing all the time. It's fantastic. So not just the morning, all day, but water is always the first go-to substance here. Third strategy, of course, is me time. Now, in my world today with two young girls in the house, I call this my me time before kid time, which really means I have got to be up before them. I have to be awake before my girls are awake so I have any sense of I don't know, rational thought before they got to destroy that potential uh, because they're, you know, they're young. And if you have young kids or even older kids, you know that they take up your time. Um, This could also apply to a a spouse, a partner, roommates. If you have other people, dogs in the house, like pets, if you have other creatures that live with you, you're going to want some me time. And so when you prioritize that first and you take time to prepare yourself to then engage with others, it is such an impactful decision. And it could just be 15 minutes. It's just enough time for you to prepare yourself to then go be a social creature with other people or animals in your house. And so from that perspective, you want to make sure that your morning routine on some level is going to involve you being by yourself to get ready for your day. Um, I have found that the intentionality behind that allows me to think more clearly, make better decisions, plan my day more effectively. And so my personal me time is extremely important for me. I'm also much more of an introvert than you may imagine. And so when I have time by myself, I feel a lot better about my about my plan for the day and how I execute that plan. Fourth strategy, this is one I absolutely love and have used for a long time as well, which is to set out physical reminders for the rest of the day's habits. So as an example here, 
When my day begins, part of my morning routine is to set out physical things around my house to remind me to take action on those things when the time is appropriate later in the day. So for example, I may set out my clothes and gym bag for an afternoon workout or set out some healthy food for my lunch that day. Of course, I'll set out my water bottle to drink throughout the day. I may set out some empty lunch boxes for my girls to remind me to prepare their lunch for the next day for school. I may set out my laundry basket to take care of laundry later. Right? All of these examples are just simply saying, here's an activity that I want to get to later. And instead of having a digital reminder on my phone or a, a post-it note reminder around the house, sometimes I will physically set out an item in a certain location so I don't forget it. Um, oftentimes, I'll go put things in my car to make sure that when I leave in my car later in the day, that thing I need is already there. Right, The gym bag is already prepared and ready and in my car. So all I have to do is drive away and I have all the things I need beforehand. These kinds of reminders are extremely important the busier you are because you're going to forget stuff. Like I don't care how great you are with your reminder system. Physical reminders that are impossible to ignore will grab your attention before anything else. Before a phone dinging, before some alert that you have set up, Physical reminders are in your way on purpose. That's the point behind them, to guarantee the end result that you want. And so my morning routine involves me placing these components in the right places at the right time for the right reasons. And I have, I always lean on this. This always is something I come back to again and again because it's just so effective. Strategy number five is to reorganize your calendar and task list for the day and you'll do so again in the morning, assuming that you did this the night before. So I've taught for years, the best way to plan your morning routine is to begin in the evening. And so, yes, you'll go to bed on time. That's the real core piece. But before you go to bed, you have a written plan of action for your morning the next day. Well, what I have found to be true most of the time is I change my mind a lot. And so whatever I planned the night before, the morning of is going to be a little bit different. I have a new perspective. I have a new idea. I just don't like my idea from yesterday, so I want to change it up again. So I will always, literally every morning, reorganize my calendar and task list to make sure that they align to how I want that day to go the day of. Now, that's not a reactionary or last-minute planning technique. What it is is acknowledging that things change. Your ideas on things change. You'll get better ideas the morning of after sleeping on it. And so utilize that. Like have time set aside to say, I'm going to optimize my calendar for today in just a five-minute time period, right? A real short review of your system to make sure it's ready for the day, and then off you go. It won't take a lot of time. It just takes the intentionality piece of saying, I just want to double check and make sure that what I said I would do today is still what's on the docket for today. Number six, I always scan my email, and I'm a bit of an email fanatic, and there's a lot of people in the world of productivity that will tell you to ignore email and block it and do it in one focused block of time later in the day, and email is not important, and it's just a huge distraction. I disagree with all of that. I think I've even taught some of those things before, which seems kind of hypocritical now, but one thing I will say without question is I love my email. 
and I use it for everything. It is unbelievably important for the way that I run my life and my business. It is the primary mode of communication for how I secure new deals, how I meet new people, how I schedule meetings. Everything flows in and out of my email in some capacity. And so if I don't prioritize email, honestly, my business would fall apart in a week. Like it would, it would not take long because everything is there. If you live in that kind of a world where email is that valuable for you, you need to scan your email when you wake up. Not first thing, not immediately, but it should be a piece of the routine to at least make sure you're scanning for those urgent and important messages that need your reply right away. Now, normally I will in this case also quickly scan through and delete spam or remove anything that's just unnecessary in my inbox to get to the point where there's only a few messages left to reply to. And usually I'll do those replies later in the day, but I know what's coming. The intention behind this is to make sure that you have a handle on anything that may have popped up overnight, if that's the case for you. Now, if email is not important for your business, not important for your lifestyle, you can schedule that later in the day to address at some point. But if you're like me and email is a very critical component to the work that you do, well, then don't negate that. Don't ignore it because some guy in a podcast told you to. Make sure that your priorities remain your priorities. And in my world, because I know that email is critical for me, it gets my attention early in the day. And finally, strategy number seven, this podcast, <laughs> or in other words, consume something educational and inspirational in those morning hours. This is an awesome time for an audiobook, podcast, or other media source that will teach you, inspire you, boost your creativity, your energy for the day. It's a great time to learn. One thing that I have loved about my early mornings, or what I'll call maybe like my ideal hours of the day is I know that between the hours of, let's say, 6 a.m. and 11 a.m., those are my golden hours, my absolute best hours for productivity, for knowledge gaining, for really making big forward progress on my goals, that if I can optimize those hours, my whole day is set. And part of that includes learning and educating yourself and inspiring yourself through amazing uh, sources that are outside of the world you're in. So if you don't already, which you probably already do here in this podcast right now, but if you don't already have a more guaranteed system to consume this kind of content, bake that into your routine. If you're going for a run in the morning, listen to a podcast. If you're going to do some uh, some chores, listen to an audiobook. Right? Find ways to kind of double these things up to make sure that you're getting that source of inspiration and education and the creative boost you need so your day can have that extra sense of value. Uh, it's incredible how many ideas I will steal from other people just simply through these means. It's amazing how many things I have moved forward in my life because I've let other people's inspiration and wisdom just pour into me. Uh, I hate the phrase pouring in somebody. People use it a lot. I just did. I shouldn't do it anymore. Anyway, so just make sure that you've got some awesome content in your life on a consistent basis and your morning routines are going to be amazing. And for that action step this week, pick your one morning focus for tomorrow. Do not try all seven strategies. Start small and scale slowly. 
Remember also the habit you complete has infinitely more power than the big idea you never attempted. So do the one thing you've been dreading doing, or do the one thing you love to do but never have time for, or do the one thing you're willing to do before the sun comes up that you otherwise would postpone and procrastinate and ignore endlessly. Just do your one thing. JeffSanders.com slash 507 is the place to go with episode notes. And of course, subscribe to or follow this podcast in the amazing podcast app you're using right now. And that's all I've got for you here on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life. And the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.